Fishable keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing You can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bun in country Today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, we talk with Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin native Adam Rasmussen. Why do we talk to a Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin native? Because he was over here in Minnesota on Pelican Lake and Ore breaking bass records. I mean, shattering bass records. It probably will never be broken again. Adam's story is up next. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Got a new voice on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country today, and a record-breaking voice. And I mean, he shattered the record. Adam Rasmussen of Sturgeon Bay. We're going to talk with him because uh, he made big noise in Minnesota waters on Pelican Lake in Orr a couple weeks ago in the Classic Bass Champions Tour. Uh, Adam, uh, I'm going to let you tell the story, but uh, suffice it to say... You shattered pretty much every bass record uh, in Minnesota, if not the upper Midwest. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, uh, the tournament I fished there was the Classic Bass Champions Tour event, which is a catchaway release. So we do total weight. Every fish counts as long as it's over one pound. Um, you know, and that format's becoming pretty popular over the last several years as, you know, regulations change and stuff, and there's more and more tournaments going on, so you're starting to see more of the catchaway release. It's better for the fish. You know, they get caught, they get put back right where they were caught. Um, right. Better for the fishery. So that's kind of a cool way to uh, see how much weight you can rack up. You know, that day I caught 247 pounds and 10 ounces of bass <laughs> in an eight-hour period. <laughs> so pretty unreal. And, and, and you about doubled the previous record. Yeah, the previous record was, I believe it was like 131 pounds, and I fell pounds short of breaking that in the first period. <laughs> so, pretty unbelievable day of bass fishing. And, and let's clarify that. That's 247 plus pounds in one day. In one day, eight hours. And actually, uh, you know, I took me about 15 minutes to get to where I was going, and I kind of messed around for the last hour of the first period, and then I went in 45 minutes early. So he knocked a couple hours off of that. I really did it in about six hours of actual fishing time. I mean, you know, I know you need to get the big big bass to win tournaments, uh, but that's that's pretty epic. Of course, you like you said, you got to keep all of them over one pound, or at least weigh all of them over one pound, count them towards your score. How many fish did you catch? caught 98 <laughs> wow so yeah it was uh it was basically every cast you know if you think about it by the time you cast out you get that bite you get the fish to the boat um grab a hold of them put them on the scale we got to take a picture with it for the online stuff our marshal has to write it on a scorecard we initial the scorecard then we can stand up and make another cast you know it takes a few minutes every time you do that so it was fast-paced all day. I mean, was that happening everywhere, or did you just happen to find the sweet spot? Um, well, there were some awesome weights brought in. I, I think second place had 103 pounds, and then uh, 
third was like 101. There are some great weights. I made it look horrible with what I did, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bass in that fishery, and I went over for a few days to pre-fish, and the one thing I kind of saw right away is, you know, Pelican Lake is 6,000 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at all the obvious stuff, you know, the rock piles that have buoys on it or the islands and the shoreline structure, you put 50 boats on that lake, it knocks it down pretty quick. You know, there's a lot of that stuff was going to get beat up throughout the week. So, you know, I used my hummingbirds and my side imaging, and I drove around for three and a half days, and I looked for offshore rock piles. You know, the whole lake's a weed flat. So seeing all the rock islands and rock bars and stuff that are marked out there, I knew that there had to be some rock out offshore that aren't marked. And I found, well, I think I had 13 or 14 different piles that I found um, that weren't marked. And... I had two that were close together. I caught a couple nice ones on during practice. Didn't really know how many fish were there. But uh, I went to those two, and I started there, and I ended up fishing them, you know, for the whole tournament. I caught 98 bass off of two spots that were the size of my boat. Just <laughs> pretty unreal. Um, but that just goes to show you, like, you get a weedy lake like that, and you have something different in the weeds, how many fish that can really hold. You know, they were just moving up on the rocks to feed. You know, it's a good feeding spot for them, and and it all worked out really well. Um, so I mean, obviously, you know, with the this way of scoring, catching a lot of fish is important, but still, you need to catch good size fish. Uh, what kind of average size do you think you were pulling in that day? I think my average was two pounds and ten ounces, somewhere in there. So two and a half, two and three quarters. You know, my biggest one was a little over four. Um, I think Matt Thompson caught one that was almost six pounds in that tournament. So there's big fish in that lake. You know, first one I caught on that lake was just shy of six during practice. But uh, for whatever reason, I think the way I was fishing them, you know, I was trying to get the numbers bite just because mm-hmm. they were just nice fish. Uh, sometimes you can go to these tournaments and you want to target bigger ones. And some lakes are, you know, you want to just target the numbers, the smaller ones. You know, every lake is, everybody water is different. So it's a, uh, you really have to figure out a strategy that works for you anytime you go to one of these with this format. It's a total different mindset than fishing for five fish. You know, I would have, I would have fished way differently if I was fishing for five. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's. I just want to catch as many nice ones as I could. I wanted to bite on every cast, and and that's what I went and did. Well, that's a that's you know a, a unique way of doing it. And I think what's kind of cool about that it rewards a guy who can catch fish. Right. You know, instead right. of just so lucking out. Catch them. So, tournament's over. Um, what was your secret to success? So, basically, my secrets were, you know, the using my hummingbird side imaging. And on top of that, when I'd pull up to the spot, you know, I'd mark a waypoint on that rock pile. I'd pull up to it and use my hummingbird mega 360. And I could see that rock pile. You know, it's only the size of my boat. So, I got to land my bait right on that every single time so i could see that i knew exactly how far i had to cast uh which direction i had to cast you know i held my boat on spot luck so i wouldn't move at all and i just repeatedly made excuse me repeatedly made the same cast over and over and over again to get those bites so that's you know how i found them and then uh the technique catching them was 
pretty simple. I call it a Ned rig. I think everybody in Minnesota calls it a jig worm. You know, I fished a eight-pound head with a five-inch Senko on it, and pretty simple spinning rod, a little suffix sprayed down to a suffix fluorocarbon leader, and pretty simple technique. But uh, man, oh man, does it catch fast! <laughs> How were your arms and shoulders at the end of the day? I think when I got to like fish number eighty, they said that I was starting to push my hands on the floor because they're cramping up. You know, we get a if we drop a fish in the boat, we get a two minute penalty in this format. So when you grab them, you've got the death grip on them. You don't want them flopping out of your hand when you're putting them on the scale. So sure. between that and catching all of them, hands were starting to cramp up. Body was getting a little sore, but it's all good. It was rewarding in the end. Absolutely. Uh, what a day. Uh, yeah, that's one you don't forget. That's a once-in-a-lifetime, maybe two-lifetime deal. Like, I'll, I'll never see anything like that happen in my boat again, I'm sure. Just the, that big of a weight, you know. Yeah. From 131 pounds, you know, this, this circuit's been going on for four years now, four different fisheries a year, and that was our record, 131 pounds. You know, if you look at, like, MLF, I think MLF's record, I mean, that's all over the country. And I think there's 142 pounds or something like that. And that was over here in Sturgeon Bay. Um, so to rack up 247 pounds in a catchweight release tournament is pretty epic, and I'm sure I'll hold that for a while. Yeah, you're, yeah you might hold that the rest of your time on this planet. Yep, for sure. <laughs> that's the coolest part. Winning the tournament was awesome, but... Being able to do something like that, that's very hard to do and pretty satisfying. Yeah, no doubt. Had you ever fished Pelican Lake before? Never. Uh, I drove by it a lot going to Canada and always wondered, you know, what's, I wonder what's in that lake. Drive by it several times a year. Well, now I know. <laughs> I don't think I'll drive by it anymore. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be stopping for a couple of days the next time I'm up that way. <laughs> Well, I know that uh, you know there's been a number of uh, bass tournaments on that lake in the past, so I know there's a good strong bass population there. But wow, uh, what a what a day, what a story! Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. We have much more to cover with Adam Rasmussen later in the show, but up next it's our Lake of the Week, and this little gem is hanging out in the Park Rapids area. Mike Kelly joins us next on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's Fish and Paul Bunyan Country's Lake of the Week. We're headed over to the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office to check in with Kyle Little. He's a fisheries technician there. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Hey, good to be here. So today we're going to talk about Emma Lake, which uh, is a neat little lake, it appears to me anyway, uh, not huge by any stretch, 78 acres, and uh, it might be the most walleye prolific 78-acre lake I've ever seen. 
Yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's usually managed for, well, most people look at it as a walleye lake since it's connected to big sand, and there's a big uh, spring run that comes up into Emma and usually spawns in there, so people always hunt around there early in the year looking for walleyes. Well, that, that explains it. Usually, you know, a, a lake that size, uh, that would have been on its own, you wouldn't see that, but... N- n- that that helps me understand why it's doing so well. Is that how you get onto that lake, by the way? No, actually, there's a like a gravel sand access, kind of like a pull off from County Road 40 on the south side of Emma Lake. So, in addition to you know, like I said, the, and I guess it maybe somewhat depends on when you're when you're doing your sampling. But you know, six uh, a net, they were pretty small, a little less than a pound on average, but still plenty of walleyes. What else are we going to find in that lake? Um, we got, well, actually, we surveyed the lake in 2020, so just last summer, and we should have that information up on Lake Finder ground opener this year. Um, we did have six walleyes per net back in 2013. It decreased a little bit in 2020 to 2.75 walleyes per net. Um, but some of them smaller fish you were seeing, there was quite a bit of good recruitment in that 2013 survey, the 10 to 11 inch fish. And now we're seeing a few more that were, most of the fish were 13 to 23. And the better chunk of those were 19 to 23 inch fish. So they've moved up in the system and size wise. Okay. But, uh, for other fish in the lake, we're going to, um, we got some perch that go well with the walleye. Most of those are a little bit smaller, six to seven, but we have panfish, northern and bass, you know, the predominant fish in the lake. The the uh, the usual suspects, in other words. Yep. <laughs> what would be the the best fishing in that lake? Um, I would say walleyes early in the year, and then throughout the summer, a lot of people will visit for panfish. Um, some of them are going to be acceptable for anglers. Probably a lot of like local um, cabin owner type fishing. Some people from shore fishing stuff like that. That's why I'd say panfish or crappie. Um, we did have some. We had uh, low numbers of panfish, but that lake's kind of a little bit tougher to net. It's got some shallower shelf water that drops off pretty quick, so it's not ideal for trap netting. And sometimes the fish will be suspended over gill nets. But we did have bluegills that were over seven and a half inches that some anglers would like. The crappies we didn't get into any of the bigger ones with the last survey. So okay. Well, you're, you know, it's sitting right there in the middle uh, between Lower Bottle Lake and Big Sand. Those are a couple of very popular lakes, so it might be one that's easy to miss. But does it get a lot of pressure? Um, like I said, probably a lot of the cabin goers and then a lot of that shore fishing. A lot of people can easily access it off of County Road 40, driving up the way and fish from the shore. You might have some people with smaller boats that will spend a little time in there and then go up to the lower bottle so they don't have to come all the way through upper bottle down to lower bottle with a bigger boat or something so you may get some angling pressure that way you, you mentioned cabin owners so is it a fairly well-developed lake um not highly developed there's some older small cabins kind of on the eastern side of the lake and then the western side um there seems to be newer houses over there but they're set back way up again way up on top of the hill so you really don't not as developed as you would kind of imagine being a smaller lake between the other lakes sure sure yeah it's uh so so even you know if you want a little bit of peace and quiet that might be not be a bad option then yep and so if we are going to give it a try we want to hit that uh that public access how do we get there 
Um, from Bemidji, you come south on 71 to Lake George and turn south on County Road 4. Head south another 12 miles. That'll bring you to County Road 40. Turn east for about two and a half miles of the access. If you're coming from Park Rapids, um, head north on County Road 4, just east of town, about five and a half miles. You'll get to that County Road 40, and then again two and a half miles to the east to the access. Okay. And again, you know, you got some crappies, you got some bluegills, some bass, some northern, some walleyes. Um, you know, just need a standard rod and, and standard uh, standard type equipment, and uh, you could find a lot of action if you're willing to be a little bit uh, flexible. Yep. Anything else about that lake we should know? Um, with the northern pike in the lake, um, we did have a little bit of an increase from the 2013 to the 2020 survey. We went from 6.7 northern pike per net in the 2013 to 8.5 pike per gill net in the 2020 survey. Um, the pike averaged just over 2 pounds and just over 20 inches in length. But we did have some larger pike sampled, with the largest being almost 36 inches, so a couple of really nice fish in there. Okay. Um, as far as bass in the lake, we've got both largemouth and smallmouth, um, but largemouth are definitely the more prominent fish in the lake. We've, I think we've only had four smallmouth in all of our samples out there. Are there any uh, any concerns about that lake right now? None right now. Um, it is part of a chain, so kind of watch the whole chain. Um, as man trap further north up the system um, would be uh, with the musky fishery up there would be a higher chance and the higher use lake to bring something down into the system. Big sands just below, um, so if you have boats moving back and forth in between that are carrying something, that'd be the most worrisome stuff. But He's the fishery tech from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office, Kyle Little. He's given us the details on this week's Lake of the Week, Emma Lake, again between Lower Bottle and uh, Big Sand. And Kyle, as always, thanks for giving us the details. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Adam Rasmussen of Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, my guest. He just told us the story of the record-shattering 247-pound bass fishing day he had on a bass tournament at Pelican Lake in Orr. The next week, he was fishing the championship. How'd that go? So that actually, my first two tournaments for that series this year did not go well. I took like a 28th and a 32nd. Um <clears throat> So I didn't know if I was going to make the championship. I pretty much had to win that tournament, so it all worked out. I won the tournament. I got a berth into the championship. So a week later, we went down to Mille Lacs. Uh, for that deal, we only got one day of practice and basically eight hours, and the tournament was the next day. I fished Mille Lacs a couple times in the spring. It's probably been, oh, five or six years since I've been there. So I just... Uh, I just tried to cover water and get a look at things and get an idea what I was going to do. And uh, ended up <clears throat> finding some boulders out on some shallow flats. You know, there again, I used my electronics to, to find all that stuff. And um, fortunate enough to use this new Mega Live, which is forward-facing sonar. And I was picking fish right off of the boulders. I could see them. I could watch my drop shot go down to them. And anyhow, in a nutshell, I, uh, I had... 42 pounds i believe um i think i had i don't remember a dozen or so bass so fishing wasn't real great um i ended up in fourth with that first place at 62 pounds so 
it's kind of a grinder out on that lake from what I've heard. You know, I've been there in the past, and when I've been there, we've caught a lot of fish. So I thought the numbers would have been a lot better than what they were, but we had a lot of wind. It was kind of cloudy, overcast, not great smallmouth conditions, but uh, fun time overall. Caught some nice fish. It is, it is amazing how things can be so different. The 247-plus, uh, and then the next week, 40-something. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah like I, I would have expected a giant weight like that to come off of, you know, a smallmouth fishery, not a largemouth fishery. Yeah. That's kind of the incredible thing, you know. You get on a school of smallmouths, you can do some damage. And uh, living in Sturgeon Bay, I, I became really good at water smallmouth fishing and i know what can happen on these lakes um but yeah it was that was the weird thing i was surprised on a large moth lake now there's large moths and small moths in pelican i think i had i only had five small moths you know they were probably lost and uh the rest were all large moths and then we go to malax and catch a dozen nice fish and you're taking home a check so yeah crazy <laughs> how it changes <laughs> So what's up next, tournament-wise? Oh, I'm back home here in Sturgeon Bay. Uh, when we get done doing this, I'm going to go out and look for a few smallmouths here. I've got a uh, the Sturgeon Bay fall open on Saturday. And I'm going to pack my truck on Sunday, and I'm going to head to North Carolina for the Bassmaster Southern Open on Lake Norman, and then from there down to Alabama for a Central Open, and then over to Oklahoma another central and i should be home sometime in november <laughs> wow so got a busy season yet last month and a half here absolutely so so you're from sturgeon bay wisconsin yep did you grow up in wisconsin in, or in that area yep i was actually born in uh brainerd minnesota oh and then i spent most of my life in stevens point growing up central wisconsin and i've been over in sturgeon bay for five or six years now and when you're not doing tournaments you're a guide correct yep and then i guide full time so i start doing the walleye stuff on the bay of green bay in march end of march um till may and then i guide bass until mid-june and then i run a couple of salmon boats over here that i run mid-june till mid-august and then kind of go back to bass for the remainder of the fall weekend all these tournaments too so yeah. <laughs> i thought all you guys in wisconsin were musky anglers yeah, that's overrated. <laughs> I used to be a little bit of a musky nut, and the older you get, the, uh, the more you enjoy just going and setting the hook on some fish instead of looking at them all day long. So, if we want to, if we want to explore and uh, discover Wisconsin waters, uh, you'll you'll show us what we need to know and uh, and where to go. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, uh, you can look me up on www.rasmussenoutdoors.com. Um, there you can follow a lot of my tournament stuff as well as all the guiding stuff, um, and on Facebook as well. So, well, you were born in Brainerd, but grew up in Wisconsin. So, are you a Packer guy? Oh, you got it. I don't have to be. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of football, but. Uh, <laughs> If you're going to live in this state, you better say you're a Packer fan. Okay, so I better not bring my Viking jersey across the border? Right, right. <laughs> we'll still welcome you over here. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. 
Well, tell me a little bit. You know, obviously you're fishing. You fish all over the place. Tell me a little bit about Wisconsin bass fishing versus Minnesota bass fishing. Are they very similar, different. Uh, what about the lakes and the and and where you fish for bass over there? Um, I think Wisconsin and Minnesota kind of fish different. You know, one thing I've learned. I used to fish a lot of inland stuff in Wisconsin when I was younger. You know, small local bass tournaments and stuff up around Minocqua and that area. But all of, like, our good large small flakes are generally shallow, dirty lakes like Pelican ones. Um, you go to Minnesota and a lot of these places I've been over there, <clears throat> you know, the whitefish chain and Tonka, um, Lahamadu, Pokegama, all these lakes, like, they're deep, clear lakes. And they fish a lot differently than what we have over here, so... I'm still trying to learn, you know, the secrets of those deep, clear, largemouth lakes. Um, starting to get it figured out a little bit better, mm-hmm. but obviously when we got to Pelican, I saw how dirty and shallow it was. That was definitely more my style of fishing. You know, that's what we fish over here in Wisconsin, and uh, that was a better fit for me. Okay. But we also have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of deep, clear lakes that are, they end up being really good smallmouth lakes. We don't have a lot of large mouth in those style lakes over here in Wisconsin. So very vast uh, fishery, a lot of different stuff going on. And you mentioned, um, you know, starting out the year uh, guiding walleye up on, on Green Bay. You know, that's one thing. We got a lot of great walleye lakes in the state of Minnesota. We don't have anything like that. You know, Green Bay, Lake Erie, those type of things. We don't, we don't get that kind of uh, fishing up here. That's pretty amazing walleye fishing there. Yeah, the Great Lakes are a very special place. Um, it, there's so many. Everything's big. Yeah. When I started guiding, when I started guiding on the bay, um, for people to catch their personal best walleye or personal best smallmouth, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to do, you know, because everything's big. You can go out catching a 28 or 30-inch walleye is not that difficult. Uh, catching a 5-pound smallmouth not that difficult most days. So, obviously, it's... It makes it easier when you're in a place where everything's big. You know, the muskies are big, the bass are big, the walleyes are big, the pike are big. You've got the right forage and the fish grow big. But it's big water, and they can be hard to find at times, too. Well, if we want to find out a little more about uh, Adam Rasmussen and maybe uh, line up a trip uh, over there to do some fishing, how do we do that? Just uh, visit my website at rasmussenoutdoors.com, and all the info's on there, my contact info and rates and a little bit about each, you know, throughout the seasons on what you can target on the bay. And uh, if you want to get over salmon fishing, which is a, a fun deal to do, and I get a lot of people from Minnesota, you know, around the cities that come over in the summer to fish salmon, and come out and hang out for a couple of days and bring six people on the boat. So it, it works out better for larger groups or families. Uh, you can go to salmondepotcharters.com, and all that info is on there. Adam Rasmussen is his name. He has made history on Pelican Lake in Orr at the Classic Bass Champions Tour event a few weeks ago and uh, over 247 pounds of bass in one day. It was an amazing run, uh, but just one of uh, many great days he's had on the water, and I'm sure we'll continue to have. Adam, thanks for taking time with us today. We truly appreciate it. Best of luck uh, as you move forward with the rest of the tournaments this year. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your time to uh, have me stop and chat for a little bit, and I'm sure we'll talk again. 
Great conversation today with Adam Rasmussen. We've got another great conversation tomorrow. Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service joins us to talk about the early bear season thus far and all kinds of other hunting topics. We even get into a little fishing. It's all coming up on tomorrow's show. That's it for today. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app so you can listen whenever you want and get all that bonus content as well. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you tomorrow.